Hello and welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo Resilience Show. To Ben Like Bamboo is to master change with flexibility. And on the show, I get to interview special guests all about resilience and how to master it in our minds, in our bodies and in our lives. And today I have a very special guest, Simone Landis, founder and director of the Lifestyle Suite and the Academy. Welcome. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Awesome. Thank you for your time today. Um, Sim, I'm going to call you Sim now. Please. Yep, that's what people know that's, me as. That's you, your <laughs> Sim. I love it. Um, it's good because you never know. Is it, is it Simone? Is it Simone? You're yes. a, my you're a Simone. My friend's mother uh, was very strict about the Simone, which makes Sim all that much easier. Yeah, love it. Like Sim, <laughs> Sim. So Sim has over 15 years' experience in talent management across diverse industry groups and inspired by a fascination of media, in 2016, the Lifestyle Suite was born. The Lifestyle Suite represents Australia's next generation of media doctors, health practitioners, Lifestyle Suite um, educators and experts and elite athletes. Uh, they work primarily with developing newly established talent and partner with them to build their profile and media presence via a range of opportunities across the media, PR, advertising, publishing and event industries, including corporate health and the wellbeing space. What a super cool business. Thank you. Yeah, we like it. Yeah. Absolutely. So how long ago did you start it? I actually started the business in 2013. Um, yeah. I had come out of a, a life in corporate as a corporate recruiter and then working at Macquarie Bank in human resources. Yeah. Um, and whilst I had loved that, I just had never really found my thing. Yeah. Um, and the story goes that I watched Jerry Maguire one night whilst I was still at Macquarie, I think it was in 2011, and I turned around to my husband and I said, I'm, I'm going to be an agent and manager. That's that's what I'm going to do. And you know, he kind of laughed it off, but it stuck. Um, and when I left Macquarie in early 2013, I had no job to go to. I didn't know where I was going to go or what I was going to do. Um, and in September of that year, I started a business called SL Talent Management, very original, um, and just kind of went for it. Um, and then in 2016, we changed the name to the Lifestyle Suite. Yeah. And that was really to allow us to... Uh, broaden the work that we were doing and we actually originated another arm to the business the lifestyle suite creative which is a health content business cool. and uh, the rest is history awesome oh i love it i think it's um you've got a lot of amazing talent on there and i think it's really when you are the artist it's very difficult to also manage the marketing and, and the business aspects of your business and so that's obviously what you do sure is yeah so I love it. Let's dive in. So can you please tell me what does resilience mean to you? Yeah, it's such an interesting question. And I think, you know, as you've just mentioned, I, I work with 25 of Australia's leading health and lifestyle experts. And yep. it's not only about understanding what resilience is for me, but it's also about understanding what it is for everybody else. Um, for me, it's momentum. I think that's the best way to describe it because yeah. um, some days you wake up and you're, you're ready to go. And some days you wake up and, and you're less so for whatever reason. But I always think if you just do something, if you just keep moving, if you just keep actioning, yeah. then I think it's much easier to be resilient. So for me, it's definitely about momentum. Um, yeah. I think depending on what people have been through in their life, resilience will mean something completely different for them. 
Yes. Um, and also like, you know, we look at something like COVID this year, no one could have foreseen that, no one could have foreseen its impact. No. And certainly not how each of us would feel in the environment that we found ourselves in. And so yeah. what is resilient for one person if you were to put it up against another, it might be completely different. But for them, it's about how do they keep moving? How do they keep getting up every morning? How do they keep doing what they need to do to live the best life they can yeah. in that moment? Yeah, because it is about quality of life, isn't it? And that's probably how I see that momentum fitting in. Oh, it's an awesome way of looking at it, momentum, and how to keep going on those days where you really don't feel like it more than the other days where you seem to be able to just you know get on with it or weeks or months sometimes yeah. you know true like, true you know true. I think it's really easy to say oh, I don't feel great today tomorrow will be better but what happens when tomorrow and the next day and the next day you still don't feel like you have that strength how do you move past that and just keep going as well well maybe it's about being creative and moving forward with momentum in with different in a different way so maybe it's not so much physically and you feel like your body needs some time out and the momentum is more mental totally for a couple of weeks or months you know i've definitely seen that this year i've seen people do things that if i had said to them particularly the talent that we work with if i had said to them 12 months ago why don't we try this not that they would have been resistant to it, but they wouldn't have felt a need to do it. Yeah. And now having found themselves in a situation that is so different, mm. their eyes are far, you know, their eyes are wide open and they're thinking, what else can I do? How else can I do it? And that creativity becomes really important, I think, to think beyond what is here and now in front of us and, and to think to where could I go? What could I do? And I think that's been really powerful for a lot of the people that I work with and for me as well. Yeah. How, how has your business had to pivot um, when everything shut down? I imagine with talent and also being a speaker myself where you can't do things in person anymore, how did you pivot? So I think we experienced the paralysis that every business did in March and April and, th and I think that was born of fear. Um, People just didn't know what this was, how long it was going to last for, what the financial economic impacts would be, what the health yeah. impacts would be. Yeah. Um, we decided to go front foot and we knew that because of the health experts that we work with every day and people desperate for health information, we were actually really well placed to support the media, but also to ensure that our experts remained front and center and so we did something a little bit different we reached out to all the newsrooms and we said to them we've got the experts you need let us know when you need them and even though it wasn't commercial work which is what we do most days it still kept them in the public eye it still gave consumers australians people who needed it the information that they were craving and it solved a problem for the place that we were in Yes. And, and reflecting now, kind of six months on, we didn't intend for it to be that way, but it actually really positioned us as a business, as the go-to yeah. now that we're coming out of it. Um, yeah. And for our talent, it gave them a purpose and a sense of fulfilment and a reason to get up every day and do the things that they're kind of practiced and expert in doing. So you know, in that respect, it ticked a lot of boxes. Good. And I saw the media pivot enormously with lots yeah. of um, Zoom interviews, home, you know, cooking at home and then just streaming yeah. it. And yeah, there, there were ways. And in some ways, you know, I think lots of businesses are operating in a more successful and innovative way that has taken their business 
to be global and transformed their, you know, their business in that way. I've definitely had that experience and I'm so grateful for that. Um, and you don't push, I had to push myself to, to really get all the digital things in place, but, yeah. you know, I had the time to do it. And um, um, so, yeah, I think a lot of, some people have definitely suffered through what we've been through and have had to rebuild from scratch, yes. but maybe uh, it's led them to do um, and, and be in a business or create a business that's much more suited to, to what they're wanting and desiring in their lives. I, I am constantly amazed by people who achieve things that they never thought possible. Yeah, um, and it can be the simplest thing, or it can be something that's that seems so far away for them. Um, but when they're forced to think outside the box and pivot, dare I say it, um, the things that have come out of that have been really impressive. Yeah, you know, a lot of the experts that we work with have very strong broadcast profiles, and not that they've shied away from the social media influencer marketing space, but it's fraught with risk. Yeah, for them because they've got to maintain regulations and they've got to stay in line with TGA and APRA regulations and all of those things, but it encouraged them and, and pushed them to explore a different side of their community and their audience that they might not previously have spent as much time talking to and listening to. Yes. And for them, that has delivered back in spades because they've really gotten to know their community. Yes. Um, and now the work that they're doing is, is so much more in touch with them and they're all seeing the results of that and the benefit of that as well. That's great. That's awesome. So can you tell me, is there something you'd like to share with everybody today, something you might have gone through um, that has um, where you've required resilience or something you've had to overcome in your life? Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I'm, I think myself very lucky and very fortunate. Um, I've had a beautiful life. Um, I have a beautiful life. Um, and I don't think that I would say that I have suffered trauma in yeah. my life and I don't I don't mean that glibly at all um I've yep. been really fortunate and I know that Good. there will be times in my life when I will well I will experience that um but I think that every day you're faced with small adversities and I think the way that you deal with those and they could be uh work-based they could be you know with your relationship with your children yeah um, whatever it is I think that if you approach those same challenges with a mindset that allows you to accept accept what that is deal with it in whichever way you need to in the moment but then as quickly as possible work out how am i going to face this and how am i going to move through or past it if that's appropriate yeah um, then that's that's where the real gold is yes um and so you know i have faced many small adversities in life mm, um you know certainly through career i mean i mentioned that when i left macquarie i was really lost i i had put enormous stock in my career my entire adult life yeah um you know i've always been a high achiever from a work perspective and that has not changed but when you put that much stock in it and then what you thought you were going to do forever falls away. Yeah. Really scary. Um, yeah. And there was kind of this big wide world out there and all these things I wanted to do. But honestly, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I had no networks, no contacts. And I was very lucky that I had the support of the people around me. And I, I guess the bravery to just say, okay, let's give this a shot. 
if we fall flat on our face, so be it. Um, we'll rise again. Um, yes. But let's just give this a shot because it could be the best thing that ever happens. So what was the, um, was there a particular reason, um, something that motivated you to leave the corporate world? Was there something in particular? Yeah, I'd had my two children um, who I think at the time were two and four, year, four years old, uh, two beautiful girls. And um, I, I, I went back to work quite early after maternity leave. So I think it was three and four months respectively with my two kids. And I just got to a point where I was um, living to work rather than working to live. And that was fine, except I was starting to miss out on really key moments. Um, so I, I missed out on, you know, first steps with one of them. And I'd often leave before they woke up and get home after they had gone to bed. And I just felt that I was missing out on a lot. Yeah. And to do that and not have a sense of fulfillment every day just felt like a bit of a wasted life. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it was about if I'm going to work that hard, if I'm going to put so much stock in my career, I may as well be doing something that fulfills me, allows me the flexibility to be present when I want to be present, but actually, and perhaps most importantly, goes some way to making a difference yes. in other people's lives. Great. It's a great reason why. And I think yeah. that so many people go through that time where they're just you know, you work really hard and you invest in, in, you know, an aspect of your life and then there reaches a ceiling yes. and then it takes courage and presence and authenticity and to living your truth and, and listening to yourself mm-hmm. to, to recognize, you know, there may, it may not feel logical, but there's a gut instinct that's driving you to, to do something else. And, and that requires courage and you know, tenacity and resilience to, to go forth in uncharted territory yeah. uh, where there's no um, assurance, you know, there's no certainty. And, um, and that is how you discover what you're made of. And that's why I talk about flexibility is it, it is in those moments where we really want to be flexible in our, in our mindset, particularly um, to, to be more open to possibility, seeing more opportunities around us and being less fixed in our points of view. It's, really interesting what you see I call it opening your eyes Mm. because I think it's really easy to go through life on a bit of um almost robotically even though in the moment you're really happy and things are good I think it's really easy to just go along this track that you may not have even set for yourself that you kind of find yourself on and just keep going and I think when you step outside of that and you're forced to think god I've got to do this differently how what am I going to do um I think there's an element of kind of blind faith um, that you need to just be get comfortable with and be comfortable with. And I, I often think and ask myself, okay, let's get really clear. What is the worst possible thing that could happen here? Yeah. Like I almost go there. Yeah. Say to myself, it's really not that bad. If that happens, like work backwards from that. Yeah. How would you unravel that? How would you fix it? And once you've done that, once you've taken the fear of what may happen out of it, yeah, it actually becomes not as easy as one foot in front of the other. But again, it comes back to that momentum. Just do something. Just do something next. Just do something next. And before you know it, you've, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you've kind of created something. And when you look back on it, 
you think, wow, it was all those small steps Absolutely. that have led me to where I am. My sister just, I mean, I love this, but, you know, she says, how do you eat an elephant? And you eat it piece by piece. Yeah. Um, and I it's think true. the same is true of kind of, of any challenge you need to overcome or, or any new thing that you decide to take on. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. So was there a low point when you realised you wanted to leave Macquarie and you were like, okay, this is not what I want to do anymore and you had this itch to, to do something else but you probably weren't sure about it yet, you may not even had the full clarity and imagination of what that would be. What was the lowest point like for you? Um, I actually remember the moment because it was the moment that I decided to resign and leave. Yes. So I'd been there for seven years. Um, I had taken a break at, I knew I was quite burnt out. I took a, took a break at Christmas. I took four weeks off. And I, you know, I thought to myself, when I go back, I'll be so fresh and I'll feel so good. And I'm just tired. Like I'm yeah. just tired and I just need a holiday and I'll be fine after that. Spent beautiful time with my family. I went back to work kind of third week of January. Yeah. And in my first week back, and it was a particularly stressful time of year. It's when Macquarie do their remuneration review. It's always a challenging time. And I remember being back my third day of that week. And I had said to my husband, don't worry, I'll be home by six every night. It's totally fine. And I was still sitting there at 9.30 at night. And one of my business leaders who I had a wonderful relationship with sat down and said, Simone, you know, Sim, we're just not doing enough. And I remember the clarity for me in that moment where I thought, I can't, I can't give any more. I can't do any more. And if that's the case, and I truly believe that, then this is not the right path for me. Mm. And I remember turning around to him and saying, Bruce, that was his name. Um, Thank you. I hear you. I've got to go now can we pick this up tomorrow? And I went home and I said to my husband, I'm done. Like it's been the most incredible seven years because it was, it was, it's one of the best corporate experiences or professional experiences of my life. But yes. in that moment, the clarity was undeniable. Awesome. Um, and I went home and I said, I'm done. It's time. And I walked in the next morning and I resigned and I left four weeks later and I had nowhere to go. <laughs> I had no idea how I was going to make an income. And I just knew that that's what I had to do. And what was it like that first week off? Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, huge transition, right? It was right? frightening. It was yeah. really scary. Um, yeah. I, I think I was bored by day three um, yeah. and desperately looking for something to do. Um, but it actually forced me to take a long, hard look at myself and work out what was important and really assess my values and what I wanted out of life. Um, and it forced me to do the things that I probably hadn't wanted to yeah. front up to or admit yeah. um, and actually kind of get a sense of who were the people in my life who, you know, I had always put a lot of stock in my professional side of myself and just trying to understand, did the people in my life do the same or actually yeah. did they value me for different reasons? And maybe if I adopted some of that, I would get closer to finding what I should be doing. Um so it was a it was a six month journey, and then I just literally stepped off a ledge and started a business in an industry I knew nothing about, which was awesome. the best thing I ever did. Great. And what sparked that inspiration to do what you're doing now? How did you know? Oh, it's going to be that. I didn't. Um, so I think what I started doing from a business perspective, it's not so different to what we do now. It's exactly the same. The crux of it is exactly the same. But um, 
when I decided that I wanted to work in talent management, which I'd been thinking about for a couple of years, I knew that I needed to find a way to be different um, and to do things differently. There are a lot of incredible agent and managers uh, in the industry today who have been doing it for 20 years. Um, and there had to be a way that I could, I guess, compete with that. Yeah. And I think what happened at exactly the same time is that through some uh, contacts that I had, some friends and family, they started introducing me to people in the health and medical space. Yeah. And one yeah. of the things that together we identified is that there wasn't anyone out there who was supporting developing the careers of health and lifestyle experts who really wanted to build a media profile for all the right reasons, which is really about educating Australians on a on a broader scale than patient in, patient out really allows. Yes. Um, and so once I kind of realised that that was the opportunity, I started looking at what we could achieve and the incredible talent that was out there. And then I literally just started picking up the phone to strangers saying, I love what you do. I think you could do more. I think I can help you do it. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's how it started. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. And so today that... it's the same. I mean, the work that we do is the same. Some of the talent that we work with are different. Certainly many of the talent we started with then are still with us. Um, and they've really grown up with us and our business and seeing what they achieve every day and the heart and soul that they put into the work that they do is is pretty awesome as well. Yeah. So it was worth it in the end. Uh, I, I, this, look, I couldn't look back um, yeah. and have any negativity. Um, that's not to say there haven't been low points. Um, yeah, of course. There have been some real low points where I've thought to myself, am I kidding myself here? Like, what am I doing? I, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, I do now. I've certainly learnt along the way. Um, but there were moments when yeah, I think you doubt yourself. You know, I think that, yes. that the imposter syndrome comes and bites at you. And, and it's in those moments where you have to think, you just got to stick with it. You just got the momentum again. Yes. Keep going, just keep doing one step in front of the other. Um, and just as I had the moment of clarity in my corporate life, I knew that if it wasn't right for me, that moment of clarity would present mm. itself again and mm. it hasn't. So mm. uh, obviously doing the right thing. Yeah, I think I have those moments too, of course. You know, the, you know, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? Who do I think I am? You know, you have this vision in your mind and you're like, oh, does every, is everybody else on board? But then yeah. there's, you know, if you just keep going, keep doing, doing something every day towards it and really start because I think what you believe is what matters. And when you really believe in what you're doing and you, you're almost letting go of the idea of, you know, what everybody else thinks around you and you just keep going, there are events that will come through and happen that will flip it like a pancake and remind you yeah yeah you are on path and you are doing something super special that matters definitely and and I think that there are so many of those moments that happen that seem so insignificant mm. but actually when you reflect they're like that that was a yeah. real turning point you know that's yeah. I sometimes describe this so people kind of say to me how do you know that what you're doing now is what you're meant to be doing and yeah. the way that I describe it yeah is that it's like I put on the dre a dress and it just fits. Yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. I love that analogy. Yeah. And I think that when I've said that to people before, they're like, oh, my God, yes. My and then, you know, many of them have said my dress just does not fit. Um, and it's actually that. a really easy analogy for people to adopt because I think particularly women, but not just women, they know what that feels like. Yes. 
and men too with their suits like and that just shows me it just means that you just know you feel it yeah and sometimes I think you can feel it and not do anything about it yeah um and I as I did for many years and I think that's really hard I think that takes a real toll on you uh, or on someone it takes because... a lot of energy to not action what you're really wanting I call it the inner conflict it's it yeah brews. it brews and until you um you overcome it and you honor it mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. yeah and I think what happens then you know how sometimes in your life you can have one thing in one area of your life that isn't quite right and even though everything yeah. else might be good yeah impact that that one area can have is really damaging to everything else yeah but I think the converse can be true Mm. as well I think if you have things in your life that you're not happy with but you can create happiness in one area it can have such a positive impact on all of the others oh yeah a hundred percent yeah so I think it's really interesting that that um you know that feeling and, and how you act on it and what you do with that as well Mm. So how is your life better now having gone through that mega change and following your heart and, you know, building a business that is your very own and your passion? Um, I'm very proud of, of what, not only what I've achieved, but what our team has achieved. Yes. Um, and I'm very proud of, I'm very lucky to work with the incredible people that I do. So that fulfillment really comes through now because of who we work with, what they achieve, but also as a business, what we've set out to do, what our kind of mission and vision is, which is really all about driving health literacy in this yep. country. I think we all deserve access to evidence-based, expert-led, credible information. And I think teaching people how to spot it and mm. then how to act on it mm. is, is absolutely a part of our mission. Um, and when you see something like COVID happen, you see that people really need that, you know, and it's it's up to uh, it's up to all of us, yeah. particularly people who work in health and well-being, to help people get what they need to make good decisions. Yeah, and knowledge is power, and there's a lot of information out there, and um, not all of it's going to be right for you. And it, it is about knowing how to tap into what is, and you're helping people with that doesn't mean not consuming everything it just yeah. means consuming you know what you see and what is out there and also what's delivered to you or presented to you and then making a decision about whether that's right for you or not yeah um, and you can't do that without understanding how so I imagine you'd have to work long hours um you know to yeah. working in your own business requires you you're often working so do you feel more energized and fulfilled um the hours you work the hours that you work now at the lifestyle suite versus Macquarie definitely um part of it is I choose my hours although in saying that yes. you know we have to be a reactive business as well sometimes opportunities will come in and we've got yeah. to jump on them yeah um but look I I've kind of created some as my girls get older so they're now 10 and 12 they need different things from me so for example they may not want to talk to me between 4 p.m and 6 p.m but I think they like to know that I'm here if they need me yeah and so you know I get up pretty early in the morning I get up about 5 36 o'clock I punch out a good hour or two of work yeah. Then I do the morning routine with them. I'm present. We have breakfast. I take them to school yeah. and then I'm back on. Um, and I think that flexibility has just given me 
it means that I can structure my day in a way that works for yeah. my family and myself as opposed to being at the whim yeah. of somebody else. Yeah. Um, it also puts pressure because nothing's ever finished. Yes. Um, I don't know if you feel that, like things oh, are just never finished. Yeah. Always, always, but you've got to be do. in control of it. Exactly. Yeah. You've, got to, you've got to make yourself feel like you did enough today and yes. you need to know how to shut that down, close the tabs in your mind and to yes. generate that fulfilment. It's quite, it's all perception really. Yeah, that's right. And look, sometimes I have to have a really hard conversation with myself. Yeah. You know, where I say, do you really need to do this now? Like, yeah. Is this, does this have to get done? Yeah. Um, and often I'll say to myself, you know what, this can wait till morning till you're fresh or it can wait till, you know, the deadline doesn't need to be at five o'clock today. Actually, there's no reason why it can't be at midday tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so there is always that kind of internal conversation. And I think just getting back to resilience, I think it's having the confidence and the resilience to say, you know what, it's okay. It's okay to put that aside for now. And to be strong enough and confident enough to think it will get done in the way that it needs to get done by the time that it needs to. And now's not the best time for you to be doing that. Yeah, well. I love that. Yeah, that's so important, particularly when you work for yourself. Yeah. So Definitely. do you have any other tips that you want to share today of, of how you um, master resilience and anyone that might be going through a similar experience where they're learning how to believe in themselves or they've started their own business and they don't have that, you know, um, belief yet that it's all going to work out? I mean, it sort of really has for you. So Yeah, I think um, I ask my support network and that's my husband my family so I'm one of three girls I'm the baby I've got two older sisters yeah. um and and my friends my close circle of friends I yeah. I really count on them to uh, put a mirror up to me mm -hmm. um and I think that is really important and sometimes I don't like what they show me yep um and sometimes I need them to tell me things that I can't see myself and that's often good or, good or bad. Absolutely. Um, but I think that having that, that's probably the best advice I can give somebody is just don't isolate. Yep. Don't be afraid of what people will share with you or their perspective. You don't have to take that on. Yes. But I think being open to it yes. is really important. Um, and I think that's not just in business. I think that's in life. I yes. Think in any area, if you trust people, and I, I would only say to the people that you trust who, who ultimately have your best interests at heart, mm. um, because I think what you can learn from that is really powerful. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Who we surround ourselves with is is critically important, yeah. not only energetically, but also, yeah, like we can feel even more loved and supported when we know that we respect what the people around us think and have to say and that they love us enough to show us a mirror, which is yeah. really, you know, them loving us and, and wanting us to be the best that we can be, you know, constructive Definitely. criticism. Oh, it's so beautiful. Uh, thank you so much for your time today, Sim, and uh, for all that you do, your very important business, and it's, it's so inspiring what you've done with it. Um, so your um, contacts are all going to be in the show notes for everybody right. to check it all out, but it's thelifestylesuite.com and you're on Instagram and also on Facebook. And, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, Sim. It's, it's really wonderful. Thanks so much, Amanda. Really great to talk to you today.
Oh, my absolute pleasure. And everybody, no matter what you are going through, you can overcome it and discover what you are made of. See you guys next week.